You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. legitimately have a sex injury and I'm not nearly as adventurous as I bet all of y'all think that I am. I bet some of y'all think I am so what I'm not. Anyways, I was crunched up like a little fucking roly poly in my shower. Let's just take a moment of silence for everyone who knows their shower could be bigger for a dual shower. My shower was not made for shower sex. Uh, It's a shame. I'm going to go ahead and say living on the West Coast. If you go on Zillow and you look up homes in the $400,000, $500,000 range in each state, you will be shocked when you get to the West Coast. It's just you don't get as much bang for your buck. And it makes you feel bitter. As a woman from Texas, being in Washington, I'm like, what the fuck? It's not even sunny. It's not even sunny. It's raining. It's raining all the time, and I feel poor. And you know what I really feel poor? When I'm trying to get fucked in my shower, okay? That's why I don't anymore. I'm always like, bathtub. The bathtub. The bathtub or or the bed or off the bed. I'd rather have a carpet burn And if it sounds like my voice is, you know, being weird, it's because I'm literally cat-cowing into the microphone. Cat, cow, cat, cow, cat. I should slow it down. Cat. Because the middle of my spine just, ugh, the porcelain. What is it? What is your shower fucking made out of? Whatever the floor is made out of wasn't made for my spine. I know that much to be in the roly-poly position trying to get the... My butt up for deeper penetration, a little technique tip thrown into the intro. <laughs> if you're in a, you know, crowded space and you wanted to, you wanted him to be on top. He wanted to be on top. He wanted that visual. I took it back to like three, four years old. Remember when you would like roll up onto your shoulder blades and like hold your butt up like with your hands and make your legs straight up like a pencil and you're like... A pencil with the eraser like shoved down into the ground curve, your head being the eraser. I don't know. I probably lost everyone there except the people that are stoned. And for that, (laughs) you are my people. Let's make this simpler and say just uh, hoist yourself up so you are putting yourself in the position you would be in if you had a sex pillow. What's that OG called? The Liberator? Not sponsored, not a plug, but hey, Liberator, want to sponsor me? (laughs) I've never tried one, but you know, put your pillows in a triangle shape and call it a day. If you're limber, if you're strong, if you have a lot of pride, you can do what I did and shove your ass up in the air and get those little triceps to work on the ground. And I ended up just concaving my bony spine into that ground and just inviscerated it. And it hurts and it feels bruised. And although I would say worth it, great time, chef's kiss, I think I could have made a smarter decision. I think I could have. I hope no one I'm related to is listening. That would be weird. Okay, welcome. Happy Monday. If you're new here, I tend to drone on. I learned what drone on means. It seems to be talking about uninteresting shit in a monotone voice. I don't think I'm going to do that today. 
Uh, that's just me being a little salty from a one-star review. But I love when I bring them up and I do my little saltiness on Instagram and then all the lovers just come in to bury that hatred with love. Love it. Mommy accepts she can't be for everybody. and But out of 750 reviews, 10 of them being not the sweetest thing in the world. Like, I can I can do that. And that means y'all are losers. Just kidding. You're not getting fucked. Who's not getting fucked? Probably those turn people. Anywho, anyhow, moving upward and onward. What's the topic, Jordan? I want to chat about insecurity and kind of how it bleeds over into things and what that looks like. It's not always a constant thing. Maybe you're like, people actually think I'm a super confident person, but... You're like, oh, I get really insecure about this, this, and this. I took some polls on my Instagram. We're going to go over those, talking about opposite sex friendships, whether you consider yourself an insecure person or not, how that can roll over into the bedroom, affect your sex life negatively, and what you can do about it. Obviously, this topic could fork off into like literally 7,000 parts. So I'm going to try to keep it on brand here. As far as, you know, we're married, couples, intentional, togetherness, how insecurity can intertwine in our relationship and do shit that doesn't, isn't cute. Because it's not cute. We've all been there. All the ladies were like, guilty, guilty, done it. If you're a crazy bitch like me, I know you've done something that wasn't cute. I can tell you for certain some of these listener questions today are relatable. We've got a wife who is just, Needing some more dick, essentially. And hubby seems just fine. Just just chucking along, just fine. She's like, ah, I don't think this is going to cut it. Also, should you eat your wife's pussy in the morning? Like, wake her up that way. Should she be awoken via sweet, sweet, licky, licky, sucky, sucky, eyes roll back? Yes, she should. I don't even need to keep going. Why are we even fucking asking this question? But. We've got shit to discuss. Plus more listener questions. That's not all. That was just the tip. That was a little teaser. Before we dive in to the meat of the episode, I want to encourage everybody to subscribe. Really helps me out if that's the one thing I could ask of anybody listening to the episode is to subscribe. That way you'll always know when a new episode comes out. It'll just pop right up. No worries. Here she is. Don't forget about Thorny Housewife. Oh yeah, that was really funny. Oh, yeah, I actually got some good info out of that and fucked my significant other better. They're like, whoa, where the fuck did you hear that from? Like this sick-ass podcast, we should listen to it together and have some uncomfortable conversations and start getting off in better ways because this is getting kind of boring. See? Look how much I'm helping already. Last thing, if you do hear, like, is there a little joy missing in Jordan's voice? It might be because it is spring break and it's the beginning of spring break. So it hasn't even started yet. So I might sound even worse next week. Just kidding. <laughs> I'll be like manic by that time. I'll be just completely unfucking hinged. So everybody just send me good vibes and this too shall pass. <laughs> is that fucked up? Is that fucked up? No. It's, I don't, I think it's just realistic. We're not sugar. Doesn't mean I wouldn't take a bullet for my child, children, 87 million hundred times. 
does that mean that mummies don't go a little crazy every now and then and are overstimulated and just feel like hitting their head against drywall because they don't know any other option? All options have been exhausted. They are tired of asking permission to pee. They feel like snack bitch is an official part of their resume. And it hurts. It hurts a little. To all of the parents that are with their children this week, not on a white sandy beach, but in their home, I'm sending you love. And I hope that you get it in. Find a way to get it in. Boy, are they cock blocks. Okay, enough shit talking. Time for listener questions. La, 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 la. Question number one. My girlfriend, partner, and I have been together 18 months. For context, he's 41, she's 36, and one of their kinks is the stag and vixen dynamic. We've never explored it in real life, but it is a common theme in our fantasy dirty talk. We are both really into the female empowerment as well as the sub-energy of her putting on a show for me. Our natural sexual dynamic is a gentle and very sensual erotic dom sub vibe. Our sex is, for both of us, the best we've ever had by a long shot. Supposing we explore this in reality and there's a hypothetical situation of her having, air quotes, better sex with a play partner. How would you navigate that? Would you say that's even possible to have with a stranger without the emotional connection of your partner? Or do you think this is a realistic possibility? And if so, how would you? Okay, well... I can't relate in the aspect of like, I don't share the common kink, but what I can say or how I can answer in a hope uh, inspiring way that gives you some solution or answer to your question. If you both believe that this could be a reality, if you're both willing, if you're both curious, you're both interested, then of course, of course it can. Because I feel like the way to answer this question is by saying this applies to multiple topics, anything in the bedroom really. If this is something you're both into and you have a conversation and you can create a boundary around it, then go for it. You both obviously share this, which makes it a much easier answer. If someone was like, I really want to do this, the other person really doesn't, and that can get kind of messy, and then you don't know what you're messing with. This Once it's done, are you going to be like, oh, fuck, because you can't go back? But if you're both like, I want to do this, but it sounds scary, and it sounds new and foreign, and there's all the feelings and maybe anxiety that comes with the what-ifs and the... I don't knows, but both of y'all's curiosity, excitement, and acceptance of what the situation could be trumps that. And then it's like, okay, why not? We don't have to jump in the lake. We can walk in. We can ease in on that baby. You asked, what would I do if it was me? If it was me in an ideal world, and I just was a practice what I preached and you know, had this situation <laughs> available to me. If the ideal, if I could paint a picture of what I think it should go like, I would have a conversation, initiate a conversation surrounding this topic. And then hopefully that would lead to us both sharing 
what was hot about it or how it plays out in our head, what we're into, what we're not into. And then from there kind of form the boundaries, loose boundaries around it. And then I guess, depending on what your kink is, depending on what you're like, this is what we want to do. Now you'll plan how you'll do it. So I think once you get the logistics through, and if y'all are getting along all on that, an even better sign perfecto chef's kiss and maybe that can determine the pace at which you're going to go on this journey maybe you keep it in fantasy land maybe as this conversation keeps going you're like you know what we're both kind of starting to feel icky or the anxiety is making us be like do we really need to do anything more are we is this worth I don't know if I really feel like I can do this. Is this coming from a people-pleasing spot? Or is this coming from us both genuinely being interested, aroused, and accepting of this? So only you know the answers to those questions, not I. The last thing I'll say is if I were you, I would also be very aware of any possibilities. And I know that can maybe sound like negative, But you asked me, you think, is this a possibility? Is this a possibility? I think anything could be a possibility. Good and things that maybe aren't good to you. So weighing that out and determining what you're cool with, because at the end of the day, all that matters is how you two feel about it, because y'all are married to each other. So yeah, best of luck on your endeavors. Let's move on to question number two. I like this one. I immediately was like, yes, yes. Okay, Jordan, I've got a weird one, but you haven't steered me wrong yet. Thank you. We were drinking and flirting last night, and my wife said she wanted to wake to be eaten out. She wanted to wake up to being eaten out. She's not a morning person, but I'm willing to risk it. Any tips to maximize my chances of success? Thanks for continuing to help all of us married full kid late. Well, Jordan, why did that question make you go, yes, I'm definitely answering that? And that is because... I wanted to share as a fellow non-morning person, and I am not a morning person. Any person that's ever dated me, where I've lived with them, will attest to this fact that that's I could be my meanest self between <laughs> between the hours of four a.m. and eight thirty. 8.30 a.m. It does cut off. Like I've got a great morning period where I'm good. I'm alert. I'm my best self. I'm vibrant. I'm positive. I'm, <laughs> I'm optimistic about the future. I'm productive. But there are some hours where and that's horrible. Literally fucking zero out of 10 recommend opposite advice I would give you. You should start your day with the first thoughts being those of positivity, hype sesh 101, get ready to kick us and take names, not the ragey, cunty thoughts that run through my head, especially if I have not been freshly fucked. Like if I am like I'm horny and I'm needing it and it's been longer than 48 hours, I kind of become a little bit rude, to be completely honest. With all that being said, that nonsense, even when I'm my grumpiest, even if I actually am like kind of like irritated, because this has happened to me before in my marriage, this has happened. 
where my husband will go down on me while I'm still half asleep. And I'm like, mm, I'm tired. Like, fuck you. Like, no. I feel self-conscious. My breath is morning breathy. My head is morning heady. I don't feel cute. I've slept with my mouth open for half the night. I look like the nutcracker because I was laying on my side and my cheeks were all squished and I just don't feel my best self. But you just give it not even 30 seconds. 7.2. We can go shorter. 5.2. 5.2 seconds. If you're really, if your man's really good at it, it should take less than that. It should be like pretty quickly you're, okay, I'm not going to fight this anymore. I'm going to lean in. I'm going to lean in literally. In fact, I'm going to push my way fucking in. I'm going to be doing my best neck scissoring ever. In a mere matter of minutes can change the whole day. Just the oxytocin your bitch needed to start her day right. So when you say you're willing to risk it, even though she's not a morning person, you're right on track there. Do not let that hold you back. Even the meanest of the mean bitches in the morning would appreciate this. And she told you, she fucking said, I want you to do this. So she spelled it out for you, Todd. And she wants it. His name's not Todd. I just said that. Any tips? My tips are to be assertive, confident. She was drinking. She was flirting. She fucking had the truth serum in her. And she was like, you're good at that. Please do it more. So obviously that means you don't fucking suck at it. So I think you should go in with the mindset of I've been stranded on a deserted island for like two weeks and this pussy is the meal. And I don't know, that could be bad. Then you could be like trying to interest it. Really just show it some fucking love. Suck it like a vacuum. Mimic that air suction. The air suction in those toys. Literally, it like sucks the soul out of my body. Just had to throw that in there. But yeah, if you're looking for a technique or tips, like you know how to eat pussy. If you're talking about like morning pussy, is that anything different than what freshly showered pussy, nighttime pussy? If anything, I mean, is she a late night bather? Does she bathe before bed? You're getting the nice, fresh, dainty, wakey, wakey pussy. Go under the covers and proper legs up. Like it's making a sheet or a comforter duvet tent now and you've got workspace that's your workspace get to work daddy best of luck to you and i hope that i have inspired all men that's your homework homework gets thrown in at any point of the episode i'm gonna ask y'all on my stories what was the fucking homework it was buried in that episode hope you're fucking paying attention today's homework is tomorrow wake up and eat your wife's pussy and you're welcome it's going to be a great rest of the day, great rest of the week. And when you see your smile, you can know that you're a part of that. I believe in you. Okay, moving on. This one is a long one, but I feel like it needs to be read because I think there might be people that relate to this. So let's talk about it. I love the pod. I have a question that I'm hoping you'll answer. Here we are. My husband and I have been married for 11 years, both raised in super religious homes I know you know about that. 
when we got married, we were both virgins. We were excited that we finally got to have sex, and I think we both tried to please one another. I gotta say, from my POV, it was a letdown. And on top of that, I didn't even know how sexually repressed I was. So I know a big part of the early dynamic between us was me just feeling awkward. But fast forward a few years, your girl read some erotica, watched some porn, listened to the horny housewife, and she realized her sex life sucked and could be so much better oh I hate I don't want my show to make people feel like that not that I was expecting my sex life to turn into a romance novel I know how to separate truth from fiction good good please but I was like wow there's so much more we could be doing I was like a kid on Christmas and I ordered toys and researched different positions and I was like a happy bouncing puppy when I told my husband about all the stuff we could be doing But here's the kicker. I think he thought our sex life was fine. He doesn't want to try new positions. His back, knees, cock, arms hurt in every position except missionary. He doesn't want to try toys. He refuses to watch porn, religious reasons. I know the way to make our sex life better is to be patient and understanding and encouraging. I beg to differ a little bit. But I am fucking pissed, in all caps, that he has been such a stick in the mud about expanding our sexual horizons. I've said things I shouldn't have, like, you don't care about my pleasure, and I wish you would have had sex with other people before we got married so you would know what to do. And I've really hurt his feelings. Okay, I don't know if this is a controversial uh, statement to make, but I don't think that that is things that you shouldn't have said. Like, I think you should fucking say them again. That was mean. Okay. Our sex life is worse than ever, and I'm horny and mad. Help. Okay. Got you. I'm going to, well, I've got this space to say for you. Do I have the answer to your solution? I don't know. But I'm going to give you some meat to chew on, okay? Something to try to digest here and not a dick. You wish it was a dick. <laughs> Just kidding, bad joke. But I feel bad for you. I do because I can relate to the feeling of wanting it more than the other person and feeling like the shitty rejection feeling. That just comes. If you have the higher libido, if you're the HL in the relationship, you're going to feel unwanted sometimes or not desired or to question yourself. It makes you feel insecure sometimes. I think it all does boil down to like what kind of person you are and we don't stay the same way forever so we evolve right and I think we evolve based on life circumstances how we choose to deal with things react to things what we put in our body what we put our body around how are we intentional and every motherfucking aspect mind body spirit I could go on and on but we evolve right And then what is something that maybe really drove us crazy years ago is like, you know what, that is not, that doesn't have as much weight as it did at that time. I felt really insecure at that time and something affected me really differently than it does now. Okay, I know y'all can all relate to that in some way, in some measure. And it's shitty, shitty, right? In this circumstance, we hear a wife who has evolved and is wanting to sexually express herself and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. I think that I'm not, she didn't say this, you didn't say this listener. There are lots of women who don't feel satisfied at home and then they start fantasizing about what they wish was happening and that leads them to the 
to evolving outside of their relationship. There are men that do this. There are couples that these thoughts consume them, the want, the longing, and it's like they're like making a little snowball going in opposite directions of each other, and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger as they go away from each other. I just made that analogy up. Was that stony? I don't know. Am I going to listen back and go, wow. Me and Albert Einstein. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, but for real, the shitty thing. Let's talk about the shitty things. We're going to get to the good, but let's talk about the shitty. The shitty thing can feel like if someone, I wish you could see my hands now, but one of my hands is higher than the other. And it's like someone's okay in the relationship vibing right here, just living on this frequency. And then the other person is like, I want to be up here. I need to be up here. This is where I'm supposed to be. And both are content on these frequencies. But one person's like looking down and being like, that to me is taking a few notches off. Like I'm having to subdue myself. I'm having to make myself smaller. And that never feels good. And I think that that could be a feeling that people relate to that might be listening. And that's not how you live your life, right? It's not like every single day. Maybe it is. I would hope not. But Sometimes this feeling at times is more overwhelming or prevalent than other times due to whatever reason. But it sounds like in your situation that he's just kind of content at the place he's at. And I think what you're going to have to do if you want anything to change, like, oh, like, here's some solution. Here we go. It just came to work. You're going to have to tell them this is a non-negotiable. Like, this is something that it's okay that this is in your top needs. This doesn't make you some freak of fucking nature. And if he gaslights you and acts like, you know what I mean? It's kind of just shows what he values may be different than what you value. And you have to see that for what it is and call a spade a spade. And then you got to decide, can you live with the current situation? And that's your choice. I feel like I even struggle with this question in my head. I think about this often, like where is the line? We're always trying to find the line, or at least I think that society, social media always like pushes what cool, exciting, happy, fun, romantic looks like. And then we all compare ourselves and go, Oh, but mine doesn't look like that. So does that mean that I'm not happy? Does that mean that this isn't what it's supposed to look like? Am I settling? Like, And then you're like, wait a second. I didn't even see all that shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like getting in your head and fucking you up. And then some people destroy their lives, destroy their relationships because they fall for these lies. And then they look back and they go, oh, my God. If only I appreciated that when I had it. If only, like, why? Why did I think that I needed this? Or why did I think I wanted this? Or why did I think I could have it all? I'm not saying you can't have it all. But I feel like certain things have a cost. So, you know, tread lightly. And I think if you sit in a place of gratitude more than what you're longing for and missing much more enjoyable, much more doable. And all of this ramble ramble isn't even directed toward the listener because I would feel like that was not validating her feelings whatsoever. And I actually think she needs to have like a come to Jesus talkie talkie and be like, "Uh, listen, Weston, I can't do this. 
I need a dick. But who that ramble was for was for some of us in Seishis. In Seishis, the people that write in that say they need to be doing it every day. They're getting it three times a week, but they're just like dying because they need it every day. That's for you. <laughs> okay. And those people exist. So there's lots of people in this locker room. But to my dearest listener question asker, I think it is time. I think that you can make it whatever time you want, but it's, I think, resentment. Maybe I'm projecting, <laughs> but just sitting on it and festering, you're going to be like angry because masturbating will get boring and it's just not fair, I don't feel like. And depending on how you, I hope you're a, a lovely wife who respects and honors your husband's needs, <clears throat> et cetera. So you could sit down and totally be like, hey, this ends up on my top needs list. And I honestly find it kind of strange that he isn't aroused by some of those fantasies and desires. Maybe, maybe if I'm just shooting you straight, like you're my sister sitting here, I'd be like, is he not aroused because it's not a chase to him? It's just so fucking available. I'm being like a toxic sister now, not some someone being helpful. I take that back. It's helpful. Doesn't feel good. Isn't what you want to hear. Might not even be true, but might also be a possibility. So we're just putting out on the table. Maybe he's not interested. Maybe he's gay. Maybe he's super wrapped up in shame. Maybe he has religious trauma. Maybe he has childhood trauma. Maybe he has like a little combination of all of these things. Maybe none of these things. I'm hoping I didn't just fuck you up in the head and there's a possibility I did that too. But the one that maybe rises to the top where I'm like, mm, I can definitely see that one being present is the shame factor maybe around not being able to fully express himself sexually. Maybe he shuts those thoughts down. I don't think he's gay. I don't think, I mean, I'd hope not, but <laughs> y'all are married. He's He's been around. I feel like that would come to light by now. If you've never looked at his anything, I wouldn't just take his word for it. Sorry, guys. I would go do a little checksy boo and don't go tell him that you found his porn. Just take note of the topic and find out, you know, any unanswered questions that may have popped into your head because I have said horrible things. I think your conversation shouldn't be like a you are boring and you are lame and you are unsatisfying me, which is easy to say if you're angry, right? I think you should make it about you and your desires and that you desire this like with him. Make sure we keep the ego stroking in because sometimes guys, I've and this has happened, they're like, they're thinking I'm talking about any any penis. Like I just want a dick. So specify his, make him feel, you know, good. <laughs> that you want to try all these new things with him. That you want to go on this journey with him and have this sex life with him. And don't feel bad about that. Is that so wrong? Is that a crime? That makes me feel like mm, you are missing out because you deserve some of that good, good loving. And coming for me, that's like intense because I'm a big... Don't do the grass is greener on the other side bullshit. Don't romanticize what you don't know. Stay in your lane. Be appreciative. Be grateful. Quit focusing on the negative, the lack. But when it's one of those core, those core needs, which we have, this longing, this yearning, this wanting for it, it's not going to go away. It, I don't, or at least I don't think it will. And then if it does, you're just like putting it and suffocating it in this box. And because 
the huge factor, I think this is why I'm so like pro, like have this conversation and then do what you need to do, girl, is because you said you married at Virgins. So there was a lot that you not, that you didn't get to explore with other people, but you get to do with that person. Doesn't there's plenty of married people that met as virgins and lost it to each other that are still married and happy. I believe that. I'm not entirely cynical there's a large part of me that is i'm sure it's a rare small itty itty bitty number but i'm sure it exists i know because i've asked this before and got emails from people that said i married my first and we still are here and we made it we're the minority and they're fucking like rock stars but i think that willingness the compromise that I vow to learn you and evolve with you and grow with you and see you as your own person with your own things. And I feel like he needs to get down with that shit. So I think you'll need to have a lot of heart to heart stripping, stripping it down. Maybe that could even mean getting in sex therapy, which I hope you wouldn't find daunting. But if it's always like a hard no, then that kind of, that means you have an unwilling spouse. So if I were you, I don't, this might be toxic. I'd be like, if I did X, Y, and Z, and that's something you wanted of me, and it was just hard no, isn't that not respecting our marriage or choosing our marriage, being unwilling to meet you in the middle in any way, without any explanation? It's a little odd, especially when it's sex, because it's something that is fun and you get off too. So yeah, I would not let up. I would not let up on this one because he can find a route, whether it's stripping away some limiting beliefs and shame. Maybe he has really fucking low testosterone and has no fucking clue. There could be many little factors, many little changes that you make on a daily basis that gets you there. And I know you said the takes patience and understanding, but if you're just patient and understanding, and you're not making like actual shifts to get there, then you're going to be a cunty, patient, understanding, <laughs> soon to be ex-wife. There, I said it. Okay, that's what your best friend should say. So I said it. The whole doesn't want to try new positions, the doesn't want to try toys. He needs to be physically handicapped for that to be a reason. So there needs to be a actual handicap present where it's hindering you from trying things and using your hand to hold a toy, Weston. I don't know why you keep calling him Weston. I'm sorry. But we need him on board in the bedroom. We need him on board. And if there's a reason, whatever the holdup is, we need to get an eye on that. That's what needs to come to the surface. We need like a little root of where is this resistance at least that's what I'd I'd be wanting to know. He needs to ask himself. You need to ask him uncomfortable conversations. This could be just a very a very layered thing. And I do wish you the best. I don't think it'll happen overnight. I don't vote stay stagnant. You're going to have to be on top of this one, intentional about this one and mutually, you know, get there. So, Godspeed. Let's talk about insecurity in relationships, what that looks like, it bleeding over, and how you can approach it as a team. Not just talking to the girls, 
the guys, I know you don't want to admit it sometimes, but I'm sure you can go back in your head and think of times maybe you acted out and it was based in fear or insecurity and it didn't do anything good for you. And maybe you noticed that she didn't really want to fuck you after. Not to fret, we all get insecure, raising my hand, waving it like a big red billowing flag. People all the time will be like, oh, you seem so confident, really? <laughs> anyone that knows me in like real life, anyone that knows me would totally know people pleaser tendencies, codependent tendencies, and my husband will tell you like, yeah, that bitch gets fucking insecure. I'm 100% gonna pull the trauma card. I'm gonna pull it. I'm going to rip it on out because I think it does have an impact. I think there's a lot of people have been through shit in past relationships, whether they just dated serial fuckboys, cheaters, you know, sociopaths, whatever it may be. And they're just a little jaded, just a little jaded. Maybe they don't open up as easily or maybe they're a little more cynical or they're like, you know what? That feels a little... 48 laws of powery and I feel like you're trying to manipulate me and you think I don't know but I do know and then there's a line where that can cross into paranoia which in turn is not healthy you don't want to live in a state of insecurity you don't deserve to you don't want to like I said I think it ages you so let's be you know give a shit about how we look and we don't want to fucking age ourselves and it takes away from your connection with your partner. You cannot be letting loose, going buck wild, feeling yourself and them if you're feeling super fucking insecure inside about whatever, you or the other person. If someone asked me, like, Jordan, what's your biggest tip on conquering insecurity? I'd probably say fake it till you make it because in my experience, it seems to actually work in certain aspects like it can get you so far especially in a social situation fake it to make it one hundy you'll be warm and cozy in no time in an uncomfortable conversation show up for it you may be like uh, 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 this is going to not feel good i don't feel good i don't feel good show up fake it to make it you're gonna make it to the other side you make like, man i'm so glad i chose that and you'll end up kind of embodying that frequency you're choosing you're like i'm choosing to be confident about this i don't feel confident i don't fucking feel it i feel the opposite of it i'm gonna choose it you're walking towards it you're walking towards it before you know it you're standing in it this can apply for the bedroom mucho women your whole fucking self-image self-worth etc men say i don't know why i just said women for that can go both ways ditto samesies when we look at, specifically to relationships, okay, let's look at something ugly. When we see like a serial cheater or someone who has like super destructive behavior, it seems like it can be rooted in some insecurity. I know there's lots of things there. Shut the fuck up. I know there's like so much there. You don't even know how much I know. You don't, you don't even know how much I know. But I know that there's some insecurity there. For instance... The homewrecker, the homewrecker, a type of woman that I can just sniff out like nobody's business. The type of woman you know, she's not your friend. She would do you dirty in a heartbeat behind your back. She's not the kind of girl you'd want drinking around your man. There are those types of women. They exist. We can say that that's not 
female empowerment. And I, I'm like, hey, sister, sister. But if you're not being a sister, <laughs> I don't think sisters are supposed to fuck your man. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So I think that's happened before. And I think it didn't probably end well for the sisters. Maybe it did. Right. That's a big category for porn. So as long as it was consensual in all ways, you know, who am I to judge? But, you know, when a girl's not a girl's girl, you know, doesn't mean you have to have a lot of girlfriends. I mean, if you have zero friends that you have been able to keep for long periods of time, like you always have a new set of group of girlfriends, it's always refreshed and you don't keep any that run the distance that have seen, you know, different chapters, all that, that red flag, I think that can go both ways, especially as we get older. I feel like, gosh, it's so hard to meet. It's so hard to meet friends. Or maybe it's not. Maybe that's just me. And that's like my little narrative. Huh? What do you have here? Look, self-therapy. Talking in a microphone by yourself in the closet, just, it all circles around. <laughs> Back to the home wrecker sluts. Uh, there's the male version of this and there's the woman version of this. And maybe they're not even home wrecker. Maybe they're the cheater. Both of these people are insecure individuals who display traits of needing external validation. That's the type of person we want to maybe check ourselves and go, am I always looking for something outside of myself to give me the green light, to make me feel like I'm a-okay. If so, might want to do some things. And you know what? I relate. I have to do those things. Tony Robbins said, relationship insecurity means you're unsure and unconfident about your relationship. It's a deep belief that you just aren't good enough for your partner, that you don't deserve love or one of the many other limiting beliefs that cause you to feel anxious. You may doubt your own value and have a low sense of self-worth. So it does start all from a big Y-O-U. But married people, couples, that's who's here. That does not mean you cannot show up for your person and assist in that hype sesh. And even though I would say generally speaking that I think men just as men are more stoic than women or maybe can put on a better poker face. I know it depends on the guy. That is like not everyone, duh, duh. But a lot of guys, or at least in my experience, very stoic, don't wear their heart on their sleeve. I know there's lots of guys that do. And it takes a little bit more for them to get vulnerable. Whereas I will just pour my heart out and I really want someone to save space for me so that's how I try to treat other people save space for them and I think an insecure person desires to feel seen and validated and obviously we know that it that it's on them that it's on it's on you it's on us as individuals to get it right get it tight line it up inside because if you don't I think I've come to believe that if you don't actively work on that which you can, you can correct. This is something you can get better at and build confidence and build self-esteem and build self-worth and it bleeds over. And sometimes when you do it, the things that aren't good for you get angry. They don't like it. They don't like seeing this new sense of foulness. And those people will drop to the side that you will cut 
what's not working. Cut the cancer out of your life. Those friendships, those couple friends that are just negative, whatever. So when do you see the ugly? Like when does it pop out, right? What is that called? Triggers. Maybe you met a new couple friend and maybe you're like, oh, I wonder if my husband enjoys talking to her more than me. Or you're like, my wife, she's just giggling, her little pants off over there. She thinks he's so funny. And she does not laugh at my jokes whatsoever. You could internalize it, start acting a little cunty or douchey. The ugly insecurities, the, you know, they say like jealousy, green, envy, just not a good look. And I know a lot of people aren't going to like this, but usually it is, there's something you that you're like, I don't like this about me and I'm projecting like a big fucking projector screen. And as the other person, say you're the other spouse, the one who's not tripping out. What could you do? You could be like, gross, like you're being so insecure. Stop great team member. You may want to say that. That was mean, the team member part. You may want to say that. That's okay that you want to say that because you're icked out. It's giving you the ick. Or you could be reassuring. You can still hold your ick. You can, that's okay. Your feelings are valid. You don't need to vocalize it. I think it's like throwing gasoline on the fuel. Reassurance, whatever one of their love languages is. Oh, I think that's a perfect time to just exercise that when we see one of our teammates that's someone in your family this is your spouse so uh, a co-host co-creator of the tribe here you want to have their back I bet you'd want them to have your back so I think we could all maybe take note and the next time we see our significant other get triggered which we're gonna do we're never gonna reach this like enlightenment of pure confidence like I think that's like a personality disorder when they don't think there's anything wrong with them. I think that's something not fun or cute either. The next time you get down and out, or you I mean you see your significant other get down and out, be what you would want in that situation. You can someone can call it coddling or enabling. I say it's being a good bestie and lover. When you choose to reassure, that is totally a way you are strengthening the relationship now if this becomes something that's like you're like okay well I do that and now she or he thrives off that they have to live off that one that's now their source then that's unhealthy and that's toxic and don't feel like oh my god fuck my life just recognize it and go oh hold up I need to pull the reins and see that this shit is going to drive us in the ground Whether it's the fear of loss, consuming jealousy, negativity, your social media. Oh, my God. That could be a whole fucking thing. I'm the most grateful woman in the world that I'm with someone that doesn't have social media because it sounds like hell. And with that would be the obsession to, like, go through their gadgets, paranoia, can't be left alone, really no bueno things. That's when you know it's about you. If you're like, oh, I'm causing that check, check, check. Let this not make you sick, but make you glad that you're like, okay, I feel seen. I feel called out and maybe you don't. And that's fucking fantastic. But if you can relate to even the small, the small times where maybe we don't feel our 100 and you see that your partner doesn't feel their 100, just exercising that opportunity to come from a place of love instead of be a douchebag. I'm going to end this segment, you're like, thank God, with the polls 
And one I will go off a little bit about. 85% of y'all said that y'all feel insecure at times. 61% of you said you do not trust people easily. 39% of y'all do trust people easily. Good for y'all. I don't know if that is a good for y'all. I think guard up, guard it up. Just kidding. What's your take on your SO having an opposite sex friendship? Oh, here we go. 60% of y'all said no. And 40% of y'all said yes. Now, when I was asking this question, I was like meaning not like couples that are your friends. I'm talking about like your husband's going to lunch with Becky or something. And I'm kind of thinking you're a dumb bitch if you think Becky doesn't want to suck his dick. I just feel like Becky's giving me desperado. Or doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> this one isn't insecure. This one's called intuition. Different. Differento. Some, many, some of us have the power to just them out. It's just male, female, any of them. The snipers from the side. Anyways, I don't know about that shit. I don't know about that shit. Call me insecure. Sure. Cool. Take it. Add it. It's been on the list. I don't know about that one. Uh, no is my answer. You don't. I don't think you should be watering any other <clears throat> female or male's relationship besides your own marriage. Maybe that's a controversial statement, a controversial opinion. Maybe that's like not woke. I don't know. I think that it's stupid and I don't like it. I think it's counterproductive. I think it's bullshit. I think it's blogging. I don't like now, if you have friends that are couples and you have like bonding experiences and you can like relate and like all bond together and it's like like more a little more wholesome. And if you want me to be brutally honest, I mean, I've even heard some stories about couples that are friends, you know, the the swingers, they're they're I'm not talking about them because they're like all openly talking like, hey, we're doing this. But there are some people that are just pieces of shit. They're just those people too. So polar opposite. It does exist. And be secure. Hashtag secure. Don't forget to subscribe. New episodes every Monday. I strongly urge you to write a kind review on Apple Podcast. On Spotify, you can leave a rating. Apple write a review. Helps me grow so much. Follow me on social media at underscore the horny housewife podcast. I'll put all of that in the episode notes. Next week, we're going to talk the magic of the G spot and the A spot in her ass. See you then.